How are you today? Are you awake? Great. This is good news. Okay, my name is Armando. And sorry that you are seated right now, but could you high-five someone close to you? Just stand up for a moment or be close to someone and say, high-five. Say no. High-five. Say, welcome. Merry Christmas. Best high-five ever. Okay, don't with a high five, please. <laughs> okay, are we good now? Are you happy because someone high five you? <laughs> if this is your first time here in Life Community Church, welcome. We are so grateful that you decide to be here today. Welcome. Uh, you know, you can be in any place in the world, but you decide to be here. And I feel that it's not a coincidence. Uh, you are staying here. It's God who brought you here. And we feel that home is where the, you find your purpose in life. And we want you to find your purpose in life. And for, for this reason, this is your family. Welcome home. After the service, just to help you to find your purpose, um, we have intro to serving. This is a meeting that should be in the youth area. Um, you should see there all the options that we have and all the ways that we have in how you can serve the body and how you can be involved and how you can put your gift um, in the service of God. Okay? If you have any question, just go to the youth area. Any question with that for now? Don't ask it. Okay? <laughs> it should be so awkward. Um, now, Next announcement, Christmas service. We have a lot for Christmas. What is your favorite song? Oh, Holy Night. Any other favorite song? Ooh, I like it. Any other? Silent Night. Which one? I don't know that one, Brad. Okay. Yes. All your favorite songs, or the most of them, Brett is preparing this for you for the um, Christmas Eve, the 24, 6 p.m., I have to see. 6 p.m., uh, here at the building, Christmas Day, you don't have to come here. You can be traveling, you can be driving, whatever you want. The only that we recommend is that, that you tune on the online, ser online service in, uh, in the app or in the YouTube channel of the church. And... We have a New Year breakfast, breakfast, lunch, brunch. <laughs> what do we have? What is the menu? A lot, as always. Okay, just come here. Just come to celebrate. Uh, and this, this should be a time to pray together, to have a devotional together, and to have breakfast together. And the last, we are working uh, to have a, a phone for, for the roof. You know why we need a new roof? You know what? That. <laughs> you don't want to be wet here, right? <laughs> it's the main thing. Uh, just we are trying to have all the fun needed to start the project um, next year in the spring. If you can be praying, uh, there is two ways. You can pray or you can give. Uh, either way should be great. Please uh, consider help with this. Um, this is all the announcement. Uh, 
Okay. In the excitement of all the Christmas music, uh, I forgot to do one thing, which was say goodbye to all of our kids. It is time for you to head to kids' life. I know. You almost got by me this week. Almost. Maybe next time. Was close. Maybe you, you was close to enjoy the service with us. Okay, kids, you can go now. Uh, Mike is there. Rebecca is there. Maddie is there. Just uh, go there. And we are giving the space to John, who is going to uh, bring the word for us. Thank you, John. You got me? Okay, good. All right, my name's John Castle. I'm uh, on the teaching uh, team uh, rotation here. And uh, uh, you get me to, I have the distinct pleasure of wrapping up the series again. I, I seem to be put in this spot a lot. And so, but that's good. I like that. Um, I guess I'm the closer. Yeah, thanks. So we've been in this series uh, in Proverbs, building a better life. Uh, of wisdom, and we are in chapter 9 today, if you want to go ahead and, and turn there, I'll be bouncing around a little bit, but I'll be uh, in that most of the time, and, and uh, but if you want to follow along on the screen, that's cool, but so every good book has an introduction, right, and sometimes, you know, if you really want to get into the book, you might skip the introduction, and, uh, but it's really good to read the introduction, because what the introduction does is it tells you why you want to read the book, what you can get out of it. You know, it gives you the background. Um, what, what can you learn from what you're about to read before you jump right into the main content? And so chapter 9 is actually the end of the introduction of Proverbs. See, Proverbs is an anthology. It's a collection of wisdom writing. And we're wrapping up the introduction in our series here, and then... Chapter 10 begins with the first verse says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon. And so you can then uh, do some reading on your own as you go through there. I heard that Billy Graham, there's 31 Proverbs. And so Billy Graham actually uh, said to have read one proverb a day for the month, 31 days in a month, and then he would go back through and read them again every month. So... All right, so we're in the end of the introduction, and this is, throughout this series, this is a, uh, a passage that we've seen over and over again, and it captures the main theme of our series, and that is that the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, or true knowledge. And so wisdom comes from fearing or revering God and trusting in Him, and it's active. To, it says over and over again to seek wisdom. Proverbs 4 is very, very direct. It has a verse that says, get wisdom. And that's it, two words. And then it says, get insight. And so it's something that we are to go after and find and look for. Uh, it's not passive at all. And so as we've been going through uh, the first eight chapters here, uh, we've seen how this introduction has laid out the benefits of seeking wisdom. Uh, it's, uh, it's told us that uh, this is how we find knowledge and we, how we find understanding and prudence and insight for every aspect of our lives. It's talked about why we seek wisdom, when we seek wisdom, how to seek wisdom, what the value of it, what the outcome is. 
And then at the same time, though, we've had this other parallel theme that fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so there's also, it talks to us a lot about the rejection of wisdom, um, foolishness, folly, some of the words that we see, uh, arrogance, pride, talks about the fool, the mocker, uh, the scoffer, and other really, really cool names and words that I like to use now. And so as we choose our path now in life, we have, in everything we do, relationships and work and parenting, uh, everything that we read about, uh, we're going to read about in chapters 10 and beyond, uh, we have a couple choices. We can take a straight path, and the wisdom path is a straight path. Or we can take the path that's not straight, and that's more of a, the path of folly. So if you think of a river, a river, as it goes downhill, it seeks the path of least resistance. And that's why when you see a river from a topographical view or an aerial view, you see the river goes back and forth, and it takes a very long time to go a very short distance as the crow flies. And it's, you know, I think for me, I'd like to think that I'm staying on the straight path most of the time, but in reality, I kind of tend to follow the, the river path. And, uh, and, and that's normal. And so in, in, in the straight path is a little more difficult, right? It requires some uh, self-denial and uh, self-discipline. Sorry, I got this thing's tugging on my ear here. Um, the river is the path of least resistance. And as we look at our choices in life, as we go, go down our path of life, we're faced with decisions constantly, right? And the right decision seems obvious, really, in most cases. It seems easy. But the problem is that we're human, and we're complicated, and we have this sin nature that uh, we are going to have until we go to heaven. And so, therefore, um, it's not always that easy. We're simple, as Proverbs says it. We're simpletons. <laughs> it's a new word that I love, too. I mean, that I love to use. And it just means that we lack wisdom. Uh, we lack information. We're naive. We're gullible. And so the question that I want to address today is that despite knowing the wise choice, why do I sometimes still make the wrong choice? Or to put it more simply, why do I do dumb things? <laughs> and to take that a little further, how do I stop doing dumb things? So there's this contrast then that's kind of brought to a head in chapter 9. And, and, and it does that by illustrating two metaphorical women in their two metaphorical houses. And so there's Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly. And the way I kind of envision this is that I'm standing in the street, and I'm going to call it Simple Street, uh, and on my left is the house of Lady Wisdom, and on the right is the house of Lady Folly. And both of them are inviting me in. As I'm walking down the path of life, I can hear from both of them at all times. And they're calling. Both of them are calling out. We'll see that in the text here. And they're vying for my attention. And both have really, really interesting, compelling, tantalizing and enticing things to offer. So 
we go back and forth and we go back and forth. So let's jump into the text. We'll talk about Lady Wisdom first. Wisdom has built her house. She set up its seven pillars, and she's prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She's also set her table, so she's built her house. The wisdom is a doer. She gets things done. She's industrious. Seven columns. There's, there's been uh, a lot of speculations about what the seven columns stand for. It's the seven pillars of wisdom, and there's all kinds of theories out there. The problem is that nobody can agree on what the seven wisdoms are. So um, suffice it to say that back in that day, if you had a house with seven columns, that was a big house. You were rich. That was a mansion. And so Lady Wisdom is a person of wealth and stature. And this mansion that she lives in represents perfection. And then she has this banquet. This, she's prepared the meat and the wine. And it's this banquet of, think of it as this, it's a banquet of wisdoms. So Lady Wisdom has prepared this big meal, this wonderful meal for us. And in that meal is every wisdom that you could ever think of that you would ever need for the rest of your life. And it's abundant and it's decadent. And we've been talking about this through our series, about what all of these different wisdoms are, right? We've talked about how wisdom is the basis for what our beliefs are and for our trust in God. We talked about how wisdom helps us make decisions about what we give our attention to. We've talked about how wisdom helps us choose our path in life, how wisdom uh, is really gaining wisdom is really the way to true satisfaction, uh, how wisdom helps us get our priorities straight, uh, how wisdom helps us to resist and avoid temptation. And all of this is just the introduction to Proverbs. And so we go on now to talk about the invitation. She has set out her servants, and she calls from the highest point of the city, let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense or to the simple, she says, come, eat my food and drink the wine that I have mixed. Leave your simple ways, and you will live and walk in the way of insight. And so her maids and her servants are sent out. She pursues us. And the way that wisdom pursues us is through the word of God. She actually, and actually through creation. You know, the Bible says we can just look at creation, and we see God's wisdom in creation. Chapter 8 does a, a just a, it's a beautiful passage of, wisdom personified as being there before the creation and throughout the creation and being, being uh, uh, present and participating in the, in the creation. It's a personification of Christ, if you will. <clears throat> um, wisdom pursues us through our spouses, uses uh, our spouse, our friends, uh, as a mouthpiece of God uh, on his behalf, through our parents, through our kids' life leaders, through our cell groups. It's all around us. And we're her servants also. You know, wisdom uses us who are believers uh, to go out and pursue others and pursue the lost and pursue our neighbors. And so we have a part in that too. And here's the cool part, though. Anybody can join the party. Anybody can come to the feast. This is a wonderful gospel message. Jesus is saying, I know you're a sinner. You don't have to stop sinning first. Just turn to me. 
and come to the banquet. Come and take partake in everything that I have to offer you. But there's also a cost, and there's a calling. It says, leave your simple ways. And then the calling is to walk in a new way, or walk in the way of insight. And really, it's very difficult to do that on our own. The, 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 the community of believers is a different social construct than, than what the world offers. And it's within the, the community of believers that, uh, that we can, uh, that we can we just, we just, it's much, much easier. It's much better. This, it's how we're designed to do this, to be active with other members uh, in fellowship, to be under the word. Uh, and, um, and that's what we get when we're at the banquet. That's what we experience. Okay, so there's Lady Wisdom. And then on the other side of the street is Lady Folly. So the woman Folly is loud. She's seductive. She sits at the door of her house, and she takes a seat on the highest places of the town, calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of Shul. So, what does it say about Lady Folly? Well, Lady Folly is loud. She's everywhere. You can always hear her, no matter where you're at. You can always hear Lady Folly. You can always hear that temptation. I have this picture of uh, <laughs> this, this attractive woman sitting on her porch, and, it, there's, and there's an enticing. It says she's seductive. And there's something, you know, as we're on Simple Street, and we see wisdom and folly, and there's Lady Folly up there. She's on her porch. She's, I don't know, drinking a glass of wine, and you hear the house music bumping, and there's people in the windows you can see laughing, and they're dancing and singing and having fun, and she's just sitting out there, and she's like, hey, baby, come on in. <laughs> but here's something interesting. Instead of meat and wine, Lady Folly is offering bread and water. Did you catch that? It's not even as good a food, but it's still seductive, and it's still enticing. And she's right. There is this enticement. Stolen water is sweet, and secret bread is special. It is refreshing. It is enticing. And she is right until the morning after, right? And I'm, I'm continuing the metaphor. I'm not literally morning at, but you know, stay with me. Uh, and the guilt sets in when we make that mistake, and the consequences come due, and we're like, oh, that was a bad decision. So I found this little jewel of a passage. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth will be full of gravel. Or, worse yet, Taco Bell. <laughs> See, Lady Folly is the master of deception. Okay, and we have this, when we, when we hear from her, when she's calling out to us, she's saying, you know, it'll be awesome. You know, just a little taste. That's all you need. You deserve it. He doesn't appreciate you. She's not meeting your needs. 
you'll still be able to get up in the morning. And we take the bait, and we end up with a mouthful of gravel or a burrito supreme. And so the Taco Bell Burrito Supreme, and nothing against Taco Bell. They're a fine organization. They meet a need. Um, but there is no better late-night food smash than Taco Bell, right, on the way home. And this is the image that I have in my head as I'm pulling into the drive-thru. And, um, you know, you look at it, and there's, you see the beans and the beef, and there's sour cream there, and this cheese is just, like, perfectly placed, and some tomatoes that are nice and fresh and tasty. And then get your food and unwrap it, and it looks like this. <laughs> it's a false promise. So it's funny. I went, I went out yesterday and they actually bought a burrito supreme so I could take a picture of it. And, um, you know, I got the combo, so the taco and the... I ate the taco and left the burrito laying on the counter, and my, my son walks in, and I was like, hey, buddy, there's, there's a burrito there for you. And he looked at it, and he goes, uh, and he says, I'm not, I don't, um, I'm not too into Taco Bell. He said, it just does something to me. And, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm like, oh, okay, bud, no, no problem. Um, and as I'm walking out of the kitchen, I hear him say, I'm not going to lie, though, I'm probably going to eat it. <laughs> and, <laughs> So, anyway, so, so what's her game? She preys on our desire for immediate gratification. It's what Lady Folly does. She exploits our pride. She exploits our rebellious hearts, right? And she sells us a false promise or a cheap substitute for real wisdom. So here's some examples. You know, Folly will say, it's okay to indulge just a little bit. You know, what's another drink? Uh, what's another helping of food? What's another hour of, you know, gaming on the PS5? You're almost at another level. But that comes at the cost of long-term health. You know, again, it's a straighter path, wisdom is, but it's more difficult. It takes a longer time. It's not immediate. The payoff is, is longer. She says, you deserve some mindless entertainment. You've had a long day. So just sit down in front of the TV, get the moat, Netflix, and just have entertainment streamed at you and passively absorb it. That's, you know, what, what, what's wrong with that? But that comes at the cost of study, sleep. For me, you know, it's, a, well, you know, one more, one more episode. Yeah, that's... That's my weakness, is uh, what series are we going to watch next? Oh, no, this one's over. We've got to come up with something else. Anyway, um, pornography is a big one. And uh, Dan talked about that. I won't, I won't harp on it too long. But, uh, you know, the wisdom says to, you know, that, that you should be take, putting that energy into romancing and pursuing our spouse or wife or husband uh, or future wife. And, but there's no guarantee in that. You know, there's no guarantee that that's, that, that that's going to result in anything, and, it's, it, it, and it requires trust. And, um, and that's wisdom. Uh, Folly says to manipulate others. 
to serve others with a, a, a goal in mind, to get something in return, whereas wisdom says to minister to others with no strings attached and no expectations. Folly says that you deserve justice. That person has wronged you. But wisdom says that it's more important for us to see our own need for forgiveness uh, and, and to forgive others. That's why Jesus, uh, in his story about forgiveness, he compares a plank to a speck. You know, take a plank out of your own eye uh, before you try to take a speck out of your brother's eye. Folly says, be right and don't give in on this argument. You know, protect yourself. Don't take your guard down. Whereas wisdom says, apologize. You know, apologize for what you've done wrong. Confess. The best relationships that I have, some of the best relationships that I've had in my life are those where there's been a major conflict. And we've had to come back uh, and get back together and uh, own our piece of the conflict, confess, and apologize. And those relationships now are the strongest ones that I have. When you've been through that with somebody, uh, you prove to each other that you're a friend regardless of what can happen sometimes. That I'm willing, to, I care about you enough to work through that with you and, um, and preserve the relationship. Wisdom says, hey, you see something, sorry, folly, and says, hey, you see something you like? Buy it. Put it on a credit card. You can pay it off later. Whereas wisdom says, no, long-term freedom and being debt-free is, is, uh, is what real freedom, financial freedom is. And um, folly says, when you see somebody in sin, you should judge that sin and, uh, versus focusing on yourself and allowing God to conform you to his character and loving that person. So there's all these examples here. And there, is, there was a song by one of my favorite bands back in the 90s, it was Jars of Clay. Um, it's called, uh, one of the lines was that we worship at the altar of the lesser things. And that's what we do with folly. We tend to settle for the lesser things in life rather than... Uh, rather than pursue wisdom. And I, I sent that to Brett. I said, hey, this song perfectly, you know, personifies my message. I said it on a text, and I got a response back. It said, noted. <laughs> so, but in fairness, I do that to him all the time. He's, uh, I don't think we're going to hear that song today. So, anyway, um, yeah, so we have this wonderful banquet of wisdoms before us, but, you know, we end up with the burrito supreme, right? So, okay, let's get back to our question. How do I stop doing dumb things? And so it starts really with recognizing which house we're in. And the middle section of our, uh, of our passage, uh, starting in verse 7, it says, anyone who rebukes a mocker, will get an insult in return, and anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They'll only hate you, but correct the wise, and they'll love you. Instruct the wise, and they'll be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they'll learn even more. And then skipping down to verse 12, if you are wise, you're wise for yourself, and if you scoff, you alone will bear it. 
So the Holy Spirit is always convicting our hearts. If we're listening, right? Again, he's using other people to speak to us. So when somebody does speak to you, when God uses your wife or your husband or your kids or a friend as his mouthpiece to speak to you, how do you respond to that? Do you love them? Or do you kick them in the shins? That's what one of the, ver- the versions says. It says, you rebuke a mocker and he'll kick you in the shins. Do we make them pay a price? You know, it's hard. I get, I live with a counselor, a marriage counselor, so I, I and which is a wonderful thing. Um, <laughs> and so we talk about counseling things. We talk about marriage a lot. And, and I, you know, we both uh, are, we've, We've developed a good ability to speak into each other's lives, but it still hurts. It's hard. I get defensive. When, you, when I, don't, I don't want to hear it, I just want to, I don't know, I feel like I'm back, my, my chest gets tight, and I want to back up and, well, fire back, and, and it's, it's so hard to hear it, but, uh, you know, I, I just got to constantly tell myself that, you know, this is God speaking to me through and um, so think about that. You know, it's hard to hear sometimes. But uh, and even when we're reading the Word, you know, are we really open? Do we really want to hear what it has to say to us? Verse twelve says, "It's on you. I can't blame you for my foolishness, and you can't blame me for your foolishness. Otherwise, that's victimhood, right? We're not a victim." We like to pick and choose which wisdoms that we, we want to partake in, right? It's easier that way. We want it, to, it's, I have this vision of like being at this banquet and I'm going through the line, I'm filling my plate and I'm looking at all the different dishes and as I go through and there's the, the wisdom of daily exercise. Oh yeah, I'll take that. That's good. I love that one. I'm good at that one. Uh, and the next one is... Uh, the wisdom of sexual integrity. Okay, I'll take that. Married 30 years. The wisdom of financial freedom. Okay, I'll take a little bit of that one. The wisdom of forgiveness. Like, oh, yeah, that's good. Honey, did you see that wisdom of forgiveness here? <laughs> Looks really good. Did you get some of that? Can I bring you some? <laughs> it's made by Jesus. So we pick and choose, and we go back and forth like the lazy river. So the answer to the question is that, you know, we are sinners. We're broken people. Uh, we have life experiences that we've been through uh, where we've been hurt. Um, we have scars. And so we struggle. That's what causes, that's why we make bad decisions. And, um, and, and hopefully we are in the struggle. And really, that's key, is to stay in that struggle, to keep that tension of, you know, am I, which side of the street am I on today? Paul describes it very well. There it is. In Romans 7, he says, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. And I love God's law with all my heart. But there's another power within me that's at war within my mind. 
And this power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Paul was pretty mature. You know, he, he, had, he was pretty, pretty far down the road of his Christian walk at this point. And um, it's very comforting to me to read these words, to know if somebody of that spiritual stature uh, struggles to that, at that level, struggled at that level. Um, 2 Corinthians, here's the good news. It says, I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. If you read through Proverbs, it's all my sons, my sons, my sons. It's all of us. It's God speaking to us. And remember that we're adopted into him. We are adopted into his hand. And if we have accepted his invitation to the banquet and... Um, uh, and, and, decide, and, and made that decision to make Jesus Lord in our lives, then we are adopted as his children. Father wants us to seek to him, right? And as a parent, I can tell you there is nothing more satisfying than when your kid has a problem and comes to you and says, I don't know what to do and seeks my advice, right? All the parents in the room know about this. But there's also nothing more painful than when you see your kid on a path that they shouldn't be on and they don't ask you. And they just keep going. They don't want to know. They don't want to ask. And it's really hard. And we do that to God all the time. I know I do. And so the answer is, that's not the slide I thought it was, but it's close. You will seek me and find me, and when you seek me with, when you seek me with all your heart. And what God is saying is that you just need to seek me. You'll find me. I'm there. And this is, in context of this verse, it was uh, to the Israelites who were looking forward to another 70 years in exile in Babylon. And so, seek me and you will find me. And so the answer is to stay at the table stay at the banquet. This wonderful banquet with every single wisdom that we could ever ask for. Keep seeking, stay nourished. Don't go hungry. Keep yourself full. And remember the alternative. You think about that. You know, do I want this or this? So, you know, we're going to settle for the burrito sometimes. It happens, you know, and it's okay. That's why there's grace. We have grace, right? And that's, that's how we can not spend all that time beating ourselves up for making bad decisions, and we get back up and brush ourselves off, praise God for his grace, and keep going down that path and try to make it a little bit straighter, right? So, and I, and I don't want to oversimplify this, right? There's no, 
There's no three-step process here. We all know the answers to the question of why I do dumb things and how do I keep doing dumb things? Keep from doing, how do I keep from doing dumb things? Yeah, we all know the answer to that question really in our hearts. It's just getting ourselves to do it. How do we think about it differently so that I can walk a straighter path? And this is just a great, such a great visual for me. It's like, this is what God wants to give me. This is what's available. In, in, in Proverbs 10 and beyond is every wisdom of every aspect of our lives that we can think of, it's there, it's available, it's waiting for us. We just need to go sit down and eat of it. So I'm going to close. I'll go ahead and pull the band up or call the band up. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and close with the theme from our series, and that's this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by, for by me your days will be multiplied, and years will be added to your life. So that is the introduction to Proverbs. Will you pray with me? Lord, thank you. Uh, thank you for the amazing... Uh, feast of wisdom that you have for us. Thank you, God, that you have, in your grace and your love for us, that you've provided all of this for us and that you want us to have it. Thank you for adopting us, Lord. Thank you uh, for being uh, your sons and daughters and as your sons and daughters. Uh, uh, that you, you love us the way that you do and, and, and uh, uh, just want to give us this, this unending feast of wisdom and understanding and insight for everything. Just pray that we would stay on the path of seeking you, Lord, in all things. And uh, speak to us, Lord, through your word. Speak to us through one another. And uh, pray that our hearts would be open to hear you. In Jesus' name. I love that song. Um, can't help myself. I'm going to share a little story. So when I was in high school, God was doing a work in my heart and starting to reveal to me who he was. And I was in high school choir, and I had sung these Christmas songs all my life. And um, we got to the line in Old Little Town of Bethlehem where they said, yet in the dark street shineth the everlasting light. And I'm in the middle of choir practice, and I shout aloud, oh, my gosh, it's talking about Jesus. And everybody looked at me, and I go, I literally thought it was a street lamp. <laughs> and I remember that was the start of my journey of God revealing to, to me he wanted to dwell in my heart and come to know him. And I'm so grateful. And it changed the trajectory of my life. It gave me purpose, and it gave me desire to serve him and to know him. So just my last announcement is we're going to have intro to serving. If you've been here for a short amount of time, if you've been here for a long amount of time, I'd like to invite you to a space to say, how would you like to serve him? How would you like to use your gifts? There's a place for you to be able to do that around here. We'd love to help you discover that. Hope you have a great day, just a blessed day. Thanks for joining us today.